Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What is up, everybody? Itachi266 here, back with the gang. It's been a week. I took a week off, had to recharge the battery, you know, live live my life a little bit. I've, I've, I always tell you guys I'm doing like a lot of stuff and I, I, I needed to take the break. So hopefully you guys weren't missing us too much, but we are back at it and we have a very good episode for you guys today because here at gamma games we are about well games and that is what we are going to be talking about today what is up guys how's everybody doing this wonderful day fantastic he didn't say balls i swore he was going to say balls i thought he was going to come in (laughs) he threw me off he legit threw me off I was sitting here like, all right, you know. I was trying to throw King, you off, bro. I just was like trying to get you off your game. I was like, King Rufus is going to come up here and say balls. And then he was just like super proper about it. Like, oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. But we also have, I think he's he was missing for two episodes. Fat Baker is back. I think he was, hey, I think. what's up? Yeah, I think he was missing for two episodes. He was, he was, guys, the wow got him. That wow classic. It sucked him in and didn't let go. Didn't let go. I've been staying out of it for for reasons because I want to stay married. (laughs) (laughs) And then as always, my co-host, Burnx23. He was operating on CP time today, which surprised the hell out of me. Look, look, the way he said that did it not sound like a hitman just now? <laughs> I had I had some business to handle, okay? <laughs> and Bullet Sponge, what is up? How you doing, bro? What's good today? Oh, I'm alright. Fucking got taken off the job, so I'm sitting at home now. Got yeah. We were uh getting our asses kicked in uh, Apex earlier. Took, took quite a few L's on that game. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's like, why do I put myself through this? But it feels so good. But yet it's so punishing. Yeah, exactly. A glutton for punishment. You can't even get that win, but we still go back. This is the one. 
this is the one it's never the one the one you think isn't the one is usually the one and that's it for like the week no because i never think or i always think this one's gonna be the one that never is oh that explains why (laughs) and then i I think it's never gonna be the one that's still i was right yeah well, since we're on the topic of games, I'm just going to roll right into it because, one, it's a game that I'm looking forward to. I know a couple of you guys are looking forward to it. That Death Stranding Tokyo Game Show trailer. Uh, first of all, Hideo Kojima redefined, I think, the definition of the word trailer when it comes yeah, to movies <laughs> and stuff. A movie. 40 yeah, 49 minutes. minutes. Is a short film. That, that is, is a mini series. That was a mini, yeah, that was a mini movie. But I guess it was answering a lot of questions that people had, especially with the game being like right on the doorstep of release. But when they said trailer, I was like, hold on. You might want to change the word choice there. Uh, movie short movie short short movie but guys if you are still curious about some of the stuff for death for death stranding i couldn't even get through the whole thing because one is 49 minutes long but it looks good it looks really really good uh and now that there's a little bit more revealed about it i feel even more i mean i was still gonna get it but i was just gonna get it based on faith of because of who's making it um but now just from for it itself being separate from his name i'm like okay it's an interesting game it looks like an interesting concept and i can't see anything else out there like it or being imitated which is a big thing because most games now try to imitate each other and this is like completely its own entity and i don't see anyone trying to imitate it at all so now do you like I wanted to ask you this question. Do you think that him not having that long-term Konami backing might be a good thing? Um, In knowing that he doesn't have to make another Metal Gear game? Yeah, I agree. It means he doesn't have to be pigeonholed. Yep. Yep. that he owns his own company, he can literally game about teddy bears. (laughs) I don't know, mutant zombies. And that'd probably be a badass game. (laughs) <laughs> if he made it if he made it Nazi zombie abortion oh my gosh <laughs> oh. Like, if he made a game like that, <laughs> can, that that's still like my favorite part of that self part of the game. Yeah. You know, and I know that the game will do well just because it is Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. so like I don't think that he really had to worry about anything I think the only thing that he has to worry about is proving to the world that he can make more than just a few titles i mean and one uh, hideo kojima he's a smart man i'm pretty sure he on the back of his head always thought you know his thing with konami was going to fall through the man probably sat on so much money waiting for the day to open up his own studio that when it came like like he was he was he's a very subtle okay let me put it this way i know burn saw it the video of the kid that was playing one of the Metal Gear games with Hideo standing right behind him watching him play never said a word just watch the kid playing his game this is the guy who's like he's probably sat on so much money just knowing what was gonna happen and then when it happened he was like all right cool now I can do my thing 
and now he's just taking it and running with it. And I feel like this game, one, I don't see him also, and this is this is my hope. This isn't like fact, this is just my hope. I don't see him being a kind of person that's gonna be constantly doing DLC and 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 loot stuff and all this stuff we've talked about in, in previous podcasts. I feel that he's put the reason it's taking this game so long is because he's giving the experience in one go. What I gamers really want. That's the case because I'm getting real tired of DLC at times. Like, uh, I know it's not in the podcast today, but the Red Dead Redemption uh, DLC just dropped today. Mm-hmm. That thing is, uh, I believe, Bullets Plunge sent me a, a photo of his earlier, and it is 13 gigs. 13 gigabytes. I, and the game's I'm already sure. like 100, isn't it? I, so I, it'll it'll finish by the time that uh, the winter update is ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I mean, I think, I think mine is done now, but, you know, it's like, do I, you know, and I'm, I was thinking about this earlier today. That game's going to be a 200 and some odd gigs by the time that they're done with putting out all of their content. Yeah. It's in, ridiculous. In my, in my defense, though, I don't think that was just the update. I think I had a few before that. <laughs> you, had, you had some unfinished updates. Yeah. Honestly, it feels it feels like it's too much because like I have to worry about going back now and doing that new stuff and there's so many yeah. games coming out. It's just like oh man. Oh god! Time. Don't even get me started on just the November alone. I sent you guys on Facebook the list of games that I personally am interested in, and oh my god, very long, which is why I try and like. I try and keep everything like very, very precise. And when I buy a game, I just play the absolute living shit out of it. I, 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 you know, the thing is, all those games that I pick, with the exception of probably Call of Duty, are lengthy games. Well, and yeah. and, and Doom, Doom Eternal, <clears throat> Doom Eternal is more probably gonna, you know, it has replayability, but it's not like a long, long game. But even a game like you know pokemon has replayability i'm pretty sure that that star wars fallen order is going to have replayability to it uh call of duty is more of the multiplayer once you finish the story you go on for the multiplayer uh and what was it death stranding that game alone (laughs) oh my gosh i don't i don't even one once again 49 minute trailer so you can just imagine how long that game is going to be I was going to say, like, that kind of gives you hope that they're so confident in how long and how much content that the game, game they're, they're yeah. okay with you in 49 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it could very well be a 60-plus hour game, which I'm fine with. I love a good, long game. Like, any game that I can put in 60 hours just to complete the game, not even do any side quest stuff or anything like that. Like, that's my jam. Yeah. You know, I love, I love old JRPGs. You know, stuff that's going to take me 40 plus hours to beat. And that's just, even if I'm not doing everything, like, you know, how many hours have you guys logged into Final Fantasy 7? Because I know how much I have. Ooh. Zero. Oh, and then that, that's coming back a out. Terrible human being. That's coming back out, too. But in like episodes, because it's so huge. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, just because it's not going to be a turn-based RPG, like, and that's how I like my Final Fantasy, you know? Yeah. Like, I played 15 and, and all those, and, you know, the... But to me, like, parts of 15 almost felt like a freaking beat-em-up. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like a, a true RPG. Like, I, I mean, love... I mean, that turtle, though, that, that, bought, that secret turtle boss, man... <laughs> Just yeah, saying. No, no, it's a great game. But... Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying though. It's like, you know, they're they're trying to, they're they're pretty much adapting to the new generation, which I totally get. It's fine, but they're forgetting where the foundation for that even came from. Right, and it's like, do you remember the last great turn-based RPG that you played? Like new turn-based RPG. New? Ah. Uh, like has come out recently. Final Five. Which one? I was gonna. Did you say persona? Oh, okay. I was gonna say if he goes, if he goes to persona, <laughs> goes to persona. dude. I'm telling you, Bird could literally sit down and write his own strategy guide to that game. I have 300 hours clocked into that game, and that's like me with that's like me with Monster Hunter though. That's like me with all the Elder Scrolls games. Oh, dude! I think anyone who's ever played Elder Scrolls, <clears throat> if you have less than 200 hours in Elder Scrolls, you, you don't deserve to say you, you're a real Elder Scrolls player. <laughs> I'm not hey, man. Morrowind. Morrowind was my game. Yeah, because there's just so much to do in those games. It's 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 ridiculous. And, and you know what? The more we talk about it, the more I'm like subconsciously hyping myself up for Death Stranding because I'm like... I wonder if the game is to scale. Like, if you're traversing the United States, did he legitimately make it to scale? I mean, because look at, okay, perfect example why that's not completely impossible. No Man's Sky. The planets, quote unquote, the, the time it takes to traverse from point A to point B between planets in the same solar system legitimately can take hours if you don't use the hyperspeed. It takes that time. People have done it to see if it's too scale and too real time. They've just let their ship fly and it takes that time set. So I'm wondering if he's set the US to scale. Oh my God. <laughs> because if you're doing it on foot, you have to walk, right? you, exactly. It's a lot of, well, as far as we know, it's a lot of walking. We don't know what else might be implemented. I'm pretty sure that you might find stranded vehicles there. I mean, if he makes the whole thing to scale, then you at least have to have a car. Yeah, at, at some point. Because then you're like, uh, you guys ever play Shenmue? Yes. yes. You no, remember how like they, in, to make the game longer, they just had him walking down the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, because then I feel like you just get to like that point where you're just like, you know, what was oh, a this is, <laughs> this is great. We're just yeah, we're just walking through bumfuck Topeka, you know. Like. <laughs> but you know what was a cool thing? I I believe it was Shenmue. If, if the first Shenmue, the weather in that game reflected the real weather for the those days that they picked. So I yeah, somebody found out it was an Easter egg. Like, and when it rained in the game, and if you looked up that date. I think yeah, it was definitely one of the Shenmue's, and the 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 weather for that day was the real weather of that day. That's crazy. Yeah. So for the so time like, that they picked, if you were playing the game in say like January and it was snowing outside, like it'd be snowing in the game. They would have it at yeah, they would have had the weather as rain or snow or whatever. I can't remember how they did it, but I remember somebody found out they 
they were just curious and they looked up the dates and was like you know in Shemu when the day changed and said it was a rainy day and they looked up the weather of the time that Shemu was supposed to have happened they were like oh snap the weather report for that day was rain that's crazy it was Shenmue 2 whatever it was 1986 and Shenmue 2 the weather matched that yep that's weird that's 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 and detail pretty awesome yeah so so that's why I say I don't see it unlikely for him to have made this game to scale because he doesn't put out garbage and he's not going to make one a 49 minute trailer. Some games aren't even 49 minutes anymore. <laughs> so exactly. So Dude, that's why it's so great, though, because that's what's wrong with the gaming industry is just these short butchered games. And I feel like he's going to give us this good old game. That's like how it was in the good old days. Exactly. Exactly. I'm totally about it. And speaking about games in good old days, not so much that it was a, uh, I would say it was like the heyday of like the 360. Gears 5. Ooh. So, because <clears throat> uh, this, is, this is something that just, uh, how do you guys feel about early access? Do you think it's worth it? I just need to ask that question like up front right now. Do you guys feel like early Personally, access? I've is never worth bought it? a single thing on early access because it's you know, the only me, game like, I've ever I'm, had. I'm balling on a budget when it comes to video games, mm -hmm. and what's what's the point if I get a game six days early? If like at the end of it, we're all gonna end up pretty much in the same place. Yeah. Like after what a week or two weeks. You know, if I really go out there and hit a game hard, you're not going to be that much further along than I am. Yeah. And, and for the most part, realistically, and I'll say it probably has increased over the years how many people do early access, but not a lot. Like when it first came out, most people were like, the early access wasn't that far apart. It was like, you get to play the game a day, two days at the most early. Most people are like, I'll just wait because my friend you know, he's not getting the game until so and so. I'll just wait for him. Now with Gears Five, it was like a week, right? Almost. It was like five days or something like that. So, so pretty, yeah. So pretty much almost a week early, you had people playing the game. Now, I would say not that many people got the Ultimate Edition. I might be wrong, but <laughs> the fact is, I will say it like this: I feel like a lot of people were playing Gears not because they bought the game xbox ultimate pass because right now the xbox ultimate pass is two dollars yeah yeah that's the only reason i have gears right now yeah so dollars for the game and then next thing you know <coughs> you get early like access yeah yeah i mean if it's if it's that affordable and that and that you know cheap then yeah i guess that that totally makes sense I just, but they were so riddled with, with like, I want to say server issues. They were having problems all the way up until the standard release date, which was today. And like, you know, all those problems have been fixed. And then they had to, you know, hey, because you guys are having problems, we're going to give you experience boosts and some cool stuff. Here you go. The fact they had that stuff like ready. I mean, I, I feel like they just kind of knew there was going to be problems. But they just didn't know what the problems were. The game industry release things that shouldn't be released. Oh, you know, somebody getting crumped. I mean, it's, it, it's a, you know, a problem as long as gaming has been around. But I feel like 
we've seen even more of an increase because now you can just go back and, and if you have a piece of shit, you can just patch your piece of shit. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, what was it? Day one cartridge. You have a piece of shit game. You have a piece of shit game forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just felt like, like they were too eager. They were, they were very eager to get their game out there and something else. Once again, when you were talking about, you know, pretty much how the game industry is going, uh, Terminator <laughs> sliding its way in there. I was like, I thought it was just Mortal Kombat. I didn't know that they had put Sarah Connor in Gears. Yeah, I found that out today. And Dave Batista is also in Gears. Why? I love, I love Dave Batista though. Yeah, so Batista is in Gears because he's trying to promote himself becoming Dom in a Gears War movie. Right. Uh, I could kind of see that. I know he's been lobbying hard for a Gears movie and him to be in said movie, but um, yeah, I know he's a skin in the game. Sarah Connor's a skin. Yeah. Who else? Who one else of the one of the Terminator machines is uh is one of the swarm skins. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was is I that, was watching a French stream in it. For is that just because the movie's coming out soon? It has to be because it's yeah. the, it's all the characters from the new movie. It's the Sarah Connor from the new movie coming out. Uh, so it's old as fuck, Sarah Connor. It's the old Sarah yeah. Connor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like her too. Like they did a good job of it, but it, I'm oh, like, I, mean, I I feel like it's opening up a door that doesn't need to be open. Because now I see what is trying to happen here. Because. They're trying to go for the thing like, hey, you get this character in your game. And like, say, for instance, if you've been living under a rock <laughs> or you're a new generation, nobody knows who the heck this character is. They're just like, who's this? Oh, she's from so-and-so. And then a person gets curious and it's like, oh, well, maybe I'll go watch the movie. Cha-ching. You made money not off of, only off the person buying the game. You got them to go to the movie and they get kicked back from that. And then on, you know, on the flip side, is the gaming industry going to start like sneaking in? game characters because if, if i was a master mind that would be my my whole thing i'd be like okay here's what we'll do everybody knows movies everybody whether you go to a movie or see a movie that's that's the thing but you know what a movie is you probably know where your theater is so take characters that a lot of people know put them into the games for that select audience people that go to the movies will know like us we know like oh that's sarah connor subconsciously a lot of people will go you know okay that's interesting i'm kind of curious about the movie now even though you might not have been interested in it it's a subconscious thing now you're curious about it even though you might not like that they did it so you go and see the movie then for someone who's a gamer is like well i don't know who this person is you you, you probably have that friend that goes oh this is so-and-so from terminator Dude, you gotta come see them. Come, come on. I'll, I'll take you see the movie. Then you, you get. Then you got that person. Then they go see the movie. Now, you get money from the person buying the game. You get money from the person going to see the movie. And you brought those two worlds together to create this almost infinite flow of revenue. Now the only thing is getting game characters into the movies. So that when someone's watching that trailer online and they're just like, you know, watching YouTube ad and they go, 
you know, you see Dave Batista in a Gears of War movie, now you just peak like that interest right there. It's like, whoa. Right. Well, I think I mean, you know, he's also perfect the, for it too. Yeah. Part of the problem is with the history of video game movies and most of them crashing uh, and burning not being good to say the least in fact most of them suck balls yeah i mean you can count them out like the mario brothers movie excuse uh, me we will never speak of that movie anything about that the cast was literally drinking on set because it was that fucking terrible to me and they knew it was that bad it was really bad oh i'm yeah. sorry and i know a really funny fact john legazamo the guy who played luigi in that movie mm-hmm. turned down his own uh uh sitcom on one of the major networks to make that movie he's going he had the he had <laughs> later because it was when he made the pest he was like i regret not taking that sitcom no absolutely but it was i mean all that was in there uh, let's see, Street Fighter the movie was uh, cheesy, uh, cheesy, but tolerable cheesy. Cheesy, but tolerable cheese. Uh, so the first Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> wasn't, was also cheesy, but tolerable. But then we could go to Borderline. Oh, God. Borderline unwatchable. Oh, God. I mean, like, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Didn't they do like fucking claymation at the end of the movie? I think something like for that. the animality. Yeah, for the animality, they were yeah. basically claymation. Like they, even for like 1990, whatever year that came out, it was bad. That looked like the Clash of the Titans from like the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Like, it got a redemption though in the in the form of a web series, but it, the web series never finished. Uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy. Came out like two episodes, well, two seasons. Yeah, so they kind of redeemed themselves, but it never really got the full backing it deserved, and and it showed that Mortal Kombat could be done one as a series, uh, and done justice, and two that the potential of it being a movie is still there, and I think they're trying to do a movie again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 2021. They got yeah, they got the the green light for it to do another movie. My thing is, you got the core content right there. I get what big movie industry is trying to do. They're like, well, you know, you can't just appeal to the game people that know the story and stuff. You you want to bring in the people that you know are you know new to it. I get it. I do you still have enough to work with where you don't have to change everything. You can just leave it as is and, you know, manipulate the story a little bit so people can feel some connection to the characters that they've never known before, that they're getting used to. Because I don't have... How many times have we gone through Batman's story in a movie? Almost every time the man pops up... Many to Exactly. Like, every time he pops up on screen exactly there's like a rehash of, of how he got started so trust me we will be fine you do one mortal Kombat movie to introduce the characters cool the thing is they have to know like okay movie one is introduction you can't cater everybody when you want to do movie two three and four like if they don't know who the characters are by then tough cookie 
it's you know you got streaming services they'll figure it out they'll find it but you True, true. And, that's and the like beautiful it. thing is because comics have so many different storylines. You can basically pick from any of them. True. But well, I think the Jimmy original. Kind of, you could. Yeah. Like, I think you could do an original storyline for it. But part of my question was is where do you cut off the cast? Like, how many characters do you try and introduce to? Like, Mortal say Kombat that Mortal Kombat. Series. True. Yeah, don't you don't want to have Mortal Kombat, Kombat Armageddon. <laughs> that that was like thirty characters. Mortal Kombat have uh, not as, much not as many. Really? So they're not like you know because like Street Fighter is just like outlandish. I wasn't sure. If more, I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game since. Uh, say nine. Probably, At least say nine. Oh no, it's been way before that, bro. <sighs> Where we, like, <laughs> I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game since Deadly Alliance. I'm I'm, I'm giving you a whim here. Deadly Alliance. Was that the? Is it on PlayStation? PlayStation. I think 2? it was with you guys in Japan. That definitely should be past Deadly Alliance. That's like at least. Yeah. No, I don't was it nine? I the last one nine, no, nine. nine yeah. yeah. Oh, the 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 DC comics crossover one whatever oh one. mortal Kombat. we don't i don't count that okay but that was the last one that i played at yeah um, and i and i wasn't like a dedicated player before that last time i was a dedicated player of mortal Kombat was combat three so it's been a while you know? the issue like the issue that falls on with mortal Kombat story is use the new storyline but the problem is you have to introduce everything in the old storyline for the new storyline See that, and that's way too complicated for a two-hour movie. Look, what you do is you go find J.J. Abrams, you hire him, put oh it in his hands, <laughs> and you just let him work his magic. He did it for Star Trek. Oh, you're basically using J.J. Abrams as a Zack Snyder kind of pedestal right now. Mm, more like he's the exception, but not the rule. I would say. I would say if anyone who has respect for the craft, probably, but he was just a, like a good example because everyone thought he was going to butcher it. And it was like he he still was able to stick to the original. He didn't change it and he didn't try to manipulate it to, you know, his own thing, because if you watch the original Star Trek series and then you watch the movie and you've read the stories, he didn't omit the books. He didn't omit the original series. He took what was already there. And because one, he couldn't he couldn't work with the prime line, but he wanted to get people into Star Trek and he went back to the roots you, and he, he knew he had to go back from the beginning and he took what was already there and used it to create the the kelvin timeline and he did it he did it well he did it well all this yeah, he, elements he, that was there he, <laughs> he used no i mean he made me like a star trek fan yeah you know because i wasn't i went to the first jj abrams star trek movie like just 
just to see it, you know, because I had heard a lot of good things. I waited a couple of weeks and I had never really like, you know, I never really got into original Star Trek. I was never into uh, Star Trek Voyager or Star Trek The Next Generation. Like just it wasn't my speed of show. I think I needed, you know, for that age that I was, I just needed way more action mm. and like you know gratuitous violence uh, <laughs> oh you you need the quentin tarantino version yeah yeah oh you you make a quentin tarantino star trek movie you know then he get the thumbs up on the yeah he got the thumbs up for it yeah yeah i mean you guys talk pretty good of them for star trek i haven't or um i i won't i won't uh say that you're you're wrong on that but i mean you gotta look at star wars that's my universe and he took what they had and rehashed it. No, yeah, he now that he did, that he did, that he did. But he was. So I think he's good at doing it. You know the way you said, like taking things what that are already in place, and kind of like you know going off that. You know, I, I think he does it good for some things. But Star Wars was something where he just used too much of what was, what was there. already there. He basically like he's like the kind of kid that like copied the homework from someone and didn't change anything. And didn't change it. He even wrote their name <laughs> he down. Copied the formula. <laughs> he copied the formula 100%. And it was like, no, so, this, this doesn't fly. So I guess my question to that would be, can you really be mad at him for doing that though? Because if you look at the two things he took the helm on, very big, iconic sci-fi, and we're talking culture-defining series with a very and let's be honest very touchy following like (laughs) the touchiest following both on the star trek side and the star wars side i have to say he played it safe he played it safe yeah he kind of took advantage of the fans like because because like i guarantee the first time we watched uh was it force awakens He's probably we all loved it, and then we watched it a second time, and we we're like, "Wait a second, hold on a minute!" It's like that's why that's yeah, that's why I loved it because it's new. It's hope. new hope all over again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that's what I'm saying. I don't think I think the first time around with a movie like that, if they did it kind of like that maybe not a carbon copy to a t but look it's what mortal kombat the first one was 97 98 i think i'm pretty sure because we're that generation we would be forgiving to have it modernized and and rehashed with love as long as johnny cage gets in a nut shot i'm good Yeah, it doesn't get his neck snapped within like the first five minutes. Oh, oh I'm sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. I didn't, I didn't even want to get into that with Annihilation, but like, I, for, I forget the exact line. Those are five hundred dollars sunglasses. Uh, You're gonna pay for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, and then Sonya's unnecessary. Johnny. I was like, ugh. Even as a kid, I was like, ugh. This is, this is cringeworthy. <laughs> this is cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah, hey. so it was 1995 is when 95 yeah really? golly first one was like 94 95 the second one was like 97 yeah that was the se- yeah the second one was 90 oh my gosh yeah it's due it's due for a makeover because even the legacy web series was almost like five years ago i think 
it's been a while. I mean, yeah. speaking of video game movies, though, have you, you guys seen like the trailer for like the Witcher series on Netflix, right? Yes, mixed feelings. Not gonna lie. I I mean, I I never played through the Witcher games. I'm gonna be honest. It's something that I I thought about going back and going through because I know I've heard amazing things, and I I feel like I'm gonna watch the series and it's basically gonna tell me whether I want to play it or not. I think you would watch the series, and since you never touched a Witcher game, you would have more of an open mind approach to it, and you probably would enjoy it because then you don't have that subconscious expectation. Of, yeah, where instead of saying the book was better, I say the game was the better. game was better. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and that's the same thing. It's like it's like when you read a book and then it becomes a movie. I feel bad for everybody who read the book because it's like yeah, I I did that with Ready Ready Player One, and uh, luckily the movie was still good. Obviously, you can't take everything from a book. I yeah. think they what they what they did take from the book they did a really good job at getting the most they could from the book so yeah i was happy about it i mean you're trying to condense like you know hundreds of pages into now what is the standard an hour if you're lucky hour and a half movie which by the way when did hollywood determine that two hours was too long for a movie uh, i think it's kind two of hours. like two hours has always been like I like three hour movies yeah, Most I mean, I feel like now we're getting a lot more like. Average. I've seen like the when I look at the time for average, it's like maybe an hour and forty five. Now I'm not talking like okay, credits now one credits count for almost like dag on near five to ten minutes. It's like the average, okay, I'm gonna look up a movie. Somebody give me a movie name, just hey, anything. While, while you're looking that up, uh, boys, uh, I would like you guys all to take bets on uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes score of Mortal Kombat Annihilation is. I'm looking it up right now, and uh, it's staggering. Is it in the negatives? It, it, is it a, can be in the negatives. So five five percent. One percent. It's lower than five percent. Yup. It's got to be like three then. It's two percent. Two. Tomato score is two percent. IMDb gives it a three point seven out of ten, and its Metacritic score is eleven percent. Good Jesus. golly. <laughs> that, that's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, just, that's like... That's like... That's, that's, that's too bad to even be a like, funny too bad. Oh my gosh. Like, like that's, God damn. Golly. That's like, last, that's like worthy to be in the same conversation as The Last Airbender. Oh gosh. I'm, I, I think I'm walking away from this. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away. I'm walking away. That's that. Don't even get me started on that. They <sighs> don't. Just don't. Five percent. Ah. Ah. Okay. You know what? We're moving on. We're moving on. That was just too painful. That was too painful. That hit me in the gut. That hit me in the gut. Uh, speaking of doing crosses and crisscrossovers and uh, all that, uh, Google Stadia crossplay yeah so they want to do crossplay with other consoles and they they've been it's been like a lukewarm reception they've said because not a lot of the uh not a lot of the uh system developers are like for it they're like mm, nah not a lot of the big boys want it yeah and then one of the big ones and i can't argue with it is uh hacked files because you know Google Stadia, that's that's pretty much like internet. 
like those files i doubt they're secure files so you perfect example apex one pc games yes i know you guys feel you are the master race uh but it's not hard for people to make hacks for pc games and especially if they're online competitive ones that's like hackers always brag about how much money they make and google stadia is an online based is it even like a it's like a thumbstick right it's not even a console it, it's all online based all of its trailers at because uh, they debuted at e3 right the, yeah yeah so i watched that one and a few others that's that's the general consensus that i got is that it's like gaming now and you're just like streaming games and but they do have like their own you know con controller yeah it's pretty much like, yeah like, i'm not hype on google stadia as like a uh, as a platform because i feel like you have better options when it comes to being able to play your games anywhere anytime with like switch uh, but i am if they could find a way to keep hackers out never gonna happen about cross being able to play on multiple systems or you know having like i'd love to play apex with you guys but i made the mistake of buying an xbox one uh because i'm an idiot uh, <laughs> no <laughs> no no but like there's a lot of we could go into exclusives for days and days but there's for a lot days. of playstation that i would love to play that i don't get on xbox one but i'd love to play you know like call of duty and um in apex or you know whatever other multiplayer game across multiple platforms you know and then i feel like also like when it comes to like leaderboards and rankings like you could really find out who really is the best you know and i'm sure that every system would have some sort of competitive advantage at one point or another just for reasons <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it, it's kind of the problem of like cross-playing console and PC. I dabble in both, but even I have to say, realistically, a console player, unless they are super phenomenal and they've got their sensitivity on ridiculously high, is if you put a veteran console player against a veteran PC player, I still think, and this is just my personal opinion, that console player would be at a disadvantage if they right. go against someone with a mouse and a keyboard based off well, the like, mouse by itself like, also like if you're playing against mouse and keyboard like you can get stuff off really really quick. really quick because you can boost the sensitivity settings above the game's default just from your mouse having its own sensitivity settings so, so i guess like maybe you could but then you're like making everybody have a standardized controller for yeah and that's not going to happen because you got all the people with scuff controllers and custom mods and people on console that use a keyboard amount. It would, I feel like it would be a mess. And as enticing as the idea of crossplay is, one, hackers love a challenge. So the minute you release it and you, you know, don't worry about your files getting hacked, we're Google. There's a hacker out there that's going to go, oh, really? And start tampering with files and then you're going to have people coming in with these crazy saves and then you don't know when these cross save files like when you 
play with someone with a cross save, you don't know what their their save does to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my whole thing with like, is it gonna corrupt your game? Exactly. Awesome. And then like, and then resetting a game file on a on a PlayStation or an Xbox. Yeah. A way bigger pain in the ass. I mean, it was something even more basic, the PlayStation Share, when you could share your game to someone and they could play on your behalf. There was a it was something as simple as that. A guy deleted a kid's destiny files with all of his exotics because the kid shared the game to him to play for him because he said, Oh, I can do this thing for you. And he just deleted his files. See, and that's such a trolly thing to do. And and I know it happens all the time in games and in gaming like and it's part of the reason that i hate like a lot of online play <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just because there's there's so many assholes out there and, and like my whole hatred for the crossplay idea crossplay everybody's harping crossplay for shooters maybe right like oh my buddy has an xbox i have a playstation my buddy only plays on pc giant massive shooter with my friends play comes down to the other genres of games right so mm -hmm. racing game or a fighter online so street fighter 5 is the best example street fighter 5 has crossplay with most people that end up playing that pc person character gets bogged down in speed while the person on the pc is so amped up in speed it almost looks like that person has a turbo yeah controller going and i could see like you know people like for games that you have to like you know set up really hard combos that you know talk, like burn i know you've spent a lot of time in street fighting tekken's been his thing lately Okay, so have you put more or less time into Street Fighter into a uh, a friend of the show and former uh, friend of ours from from the Navy? I don't want to say his name on here, but you know who he is. Yeah, he played a lot. The boss mate, second class. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came to second, yeah. No, yeah. but your Street Fighter time. Uh, I'm fifty-fifty. Uh, like close to his yeah because he was clowning fools there for a while like it no. <laughs> you also gotta remember the only person that beat me on the ship in Tekken was the GM DH really DH <laughs> I will laugh if he like only one day person. hears this podcast <laughs> right. last time I saw him last time I saw him I straight up told him that um Out of the time, I would be bullshit. <laughs> he loves to do that too. He love he he's that guy that's like when you when you're growing up and your mom tells you don't play with your food. <laughs> oh, that's what he does. That's that's burn. Oh, no, so being serious in a fighting game, like especially like one like Tekken or something like that, if you could juggle some one where you could juggle somebody. Oh god! If I'm being not nice. I hate if those I'm mechanics. If I'm being serious, if I'm doing it for fun, and he juggles, he'll he'll literally because when we play when we play 
2D fighters together, I can tell because he'll start a combo and what he might what he might be doing is experiment, but he might not finish it. And I can tell. And I'm sitting there going all out. And he'll start a combo and then like he might mistime it by like a half of a second and he's just like, "Oh, darn." That sucks. <laughs> And then he takes a little bit of time off. He puts some Wu Tang on. And then, like, I get a victory. And I'm, like, really feeling myself. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like, sweating. And he's just sitting there, like, well. And he leans forward. And then it's just, like, game over. You want a beer? Like, fuck you. I'm over here sweating. I was like, I had a traumatic experience when I was a kid. My friend, he was always into fighting games. It didn't matter what fighting game it was. The dude could juggle you to hell and back. I'm talking, he would, he would literally look you in the face and be like, don't let me knock you down because you're not getting he's, back up. He's one, of the, he's one of those people that you just hate. You just hate it. And he would smile the whole time. And you're looking at him and he's like, not even had to, like, it was just so fluid. And he literally told me one day, he was like, I literally have studied the frame data. He was like, I know every character's hitbox. I know every second from when I hit you to when I can hit you again, to when like the game has a default opening to give the other person getting juggled a chance to recover. He was like, I know that second. So I know when you can hit me and I'm already hitting you again to start the next branch of combos. That's insane. Yeah, and I'm like, that's nasty. Like, I avoid the players. Oh, Smash I mean, players uh, with the uh, down A. <laughs> when they, what was it? When they, they uh, edge guard. Yeah, on it was in Brawl, right? I yeah. I was never like a huge Smash player because every time I ever played Smash, I would just get destroyed mm -hmm. by everybody. You know, it's like this isn't fun. It's like you know, it's funny because I had a friend. She was all talking about. She was talking like about you know streamers, and it's like, <laughs> why grown men be streaming Nintendo Switch games and stuff? It's like, what kind of audience you try to draw all in? And I'm sitting there thinking like, have you seen a Smash Brothers match before? <laughs> Them things is hostile. They are, man. <laughs> they are cutthroat. Like, like, okay, you might look like, oh, there's this grown man streaming Mario Kart and this grown man streaming Smash Bros. No, you go in that room right now and you watch that race and you tell me it's not cutthroat. <laughs> you gonna be sitting there watching it to the end like, yo, watch out for that shell. Oh, snap. You be right at the finish line. Somebody drop a blue shell on you. Boom. And then like 10 people hit you. You spin it for like two minutes right at the finish line where you play that Smash Brothers match and you thinking like oh it's all cute and cuddly until all of a sudden you start seeing people get thrown off stage and guard edge guarded and oh my yeah if anything Nintendo promotes hostility I think because their games are just so simple sometimes that it's just like these guys they're like okay I'm gonna find a way to master yeah. this extremely simple game yeah and, oh, it's like and just ruin the lives of everybody from ages seven to seventy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it just becomes so cutthroat. It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, Nintendo used to be the the icon of family friendly and stuff. But when you look at the games that they come out with, you Mario really Party. exactly Mario Party ruins friendships. Smash Brothers ruins friendships. Mario, Mario Kart. Mario Kart ruins Mario Kart friendships. Sure. They added Monopoly to their lineup of games. <laughs> that alone without being double digital whammy. Double, whammy. <laughs> double whammy you look at their games and they're talking about it promotes family and togetherness no you are teaching us about a cutthroat world out there of business driving and 
street fights. <laughs> I can say this from personal experience. My father hustled the shit out of me in Monopoly my entire life. He took advantage of a little nine-year-old thing. You know, back when he was just Prince Rufus. And he was like, make this trade with me. And you oh, think it's all man. good. And now I'm like playing these trades back in my head. I'm like, I was stupid. I got hustled. I got so hustled. But yeah, like Nintendo. Yeah. And... and, and they're like the pinnacle like the other consoles are like up front with it so that's like why everyone focuses on it like oh gta nintendo would never have gta it's like that's because they already have equivalent games of that level of violet like okay good example earthbound the original earthbound that game was dark it was really nothing friendly kid friendly about that game if you actually play earthbound and really read the dialogue and really that game was dark. Then you've never played Monopoly. Oh my right. god. Oh. Or Risk. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've actually I've seen my father get into a fist fight with another grown man. <laughs> Yo, Mo Monopoly gets dark when they start like trading stuff with real life things. Oh <laughs> man. man Mono yeah. So. I mean, just the sense of the game is like. You know, monopolies are pretty much actually illegal in the United States, and they're like, let's go over here and commit crime. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's monopoly in a nutshell. Man, and yet, strangely enough, we're all drawn to play these games. And, and strangely enough, monopoly is only created by one board game company. Huh! Yeah. And they just keep coming out with new versions of it. And it's like, you're like, I'm done with this game. And they're like, introducing Monopoly for millennials. I don't even know Fortnite. what that means. Fortnite Monopoly. Oh my gosh. That is a thing. Fortnite Monopoly, I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. it. Oh my gosh. I, I, saw, I saw it at GameStop today when I was there. There is no hope. I know I had, like, when I was a kid, there was, like, a Star Wars Jeez version Louise. of Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they have, Monopoly. like, there's, like, five different Star Wars Monopolies, because I have the original Saga Star Wars yeah, Monopoly. As a kid. And they have, like, an electronic boarded one, don't they? Like, the board was electronic oh, or something? Yeah. There was well, a credit was... card one, wasn't there? Yeah, all your money was kept on track on the fucking plastic card. What the hell? <laughs> What the, what the heck? Yo. There's there's also Monopoly Cheaters Edition, which wow. every edition is a Cheaters Edition if you try hard enough. Wow. <laughs> Banker sneaking hundreds under the table. Yo, I oh my gosh. No, so I'm a big fan of like adult board games and card games. They're hilarious. Oh yeah, fucking uh, Cards Against Humanity. One of my favorite group games. I have not, I've wanted to. I've not played Cards Against Humanity. Not oh, everybody attacked me with a pitchfork. I, I haven't had the chance. Harley's like never like been like, y'all should get some people together and play that sometime. Now I got to send her a message and be like, hey, next time you visit, we got to play this thing called Cards Against Humanity. She'll probably flip out. I know. I was just sitting there thinking like she's probably going to flip out and then probably be at my door like the very next minute yeah oh and bring, make sure you bring your mom along to play <laughs> oh, my oh yeah we, we played it thanksgiving with my aunts and my mom and oh my god it was fucking terrible so terrible 
I is, will. Is the sponge mortified? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think some of her cards. I was like, I was just like, mom. I'm telling you. Did your mom get the bukkake card? That's the real. I, I, wow. I don't think she did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't even be able to explain to my mom what that is. <laughs> oh, she I, knows. I'm gonna say it's probably really easy to explain that. It wouldn't take much to say this is what it means. Because she it's would, she would innocently say it. She yeah, would pop, <laughs> sit down on the couch, pop open the laptop, little, little educational purpose video. You know, then watch the creamsicle happen. Oh, jeez. And she would innocently say it out loud. She would probably leave the car bukake. Mom, never say that out loud again. <laughs> Oh, what? This is a ritual. What? Just, What's a buck cake? <laughs> What's a buck cake? <laughs> you know what? We'll just, uh, yeah, we're just gonna let that one ride out there into the sunset. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, this is what happens, guys. This is, this is, you know, if, we, if you guys like Cards Against Humanity, you need to pick up, um, the one that's made by Cyanide and Happiness. It's basically the same thing, but with pictures. Oh, fuck. Oh, my and gosh. You basically do the same thing where a judge pulls a card with a picture, maybe a little bubble of word and text, and you look in your hand and you make a comic strip, basically. <laughs> oh, boy. Now I gotta get it's, Now I gotta look this up. Dude, there's a picture, um, there's a picture of one of them, like, holding their 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 dick and it's shooting blood and he's yelling eat my aids oh my gosh this this is what happens this is first of all you're talking about joking hazard right yep yeah that's what it's called okay yeah i played that oh, oh my gosh oh, i got an expansion pack that was uh cannabis cannabis themed and it came with roll it came with rolling papers in it oh, what the funny. hell what the hell like a good time to me. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're coming out with a new game too, actually, in a couple of months. Oh, um, you guys, have you guys ever heard of the the, the trolley dilemma with ethics? Uh -uh. Where where they have like two different people like on two different tracks, and you have to choose whether to go down the left path or the left track or the right track and kill one of them. They're making a card game based off that. <laughs> wow. Games are just not it's just games are just not so simple anymore. <laughs> yep, and for anyone listening or for yourselves, that one's called Trial by Trolley. Yep, they just you just <laughs> Hey, whoever makes that game, feel feel free to sponsor. You just got free promotions. <laughs> All of those games we mentioned, guys, you know, you you know where to find me. Yo, speaking of like random stuff, so and she's gonna get mad at me but you know she'll be fine so so jessica a while ago gave me a gift that she didn't know uh was i, I didn't know what it was either until uh lynn when she visited told me what it was so i had this little death star thing and it's like a little little grinder and i didn't know what it was i was like it's a weird shape and I have no idea what it was. And she was like, oh, you know, she said, well, it says here for herbs and, and spices. And I was like, well, this thing is really tiny for herbs and spices. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So Lynn comes up and I, I don't know why. And I was like, hey, do you know what this is? And I toss it to her. And she opens it. She goes, oh, this is a weed grinder. 
And I'm like, what? <laughs> so she like unscrews it. And she's like, yep, you put it right down in here and you close this and then have at it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I was talking, awesome. I was talking to just the other day. I was like, hey, thanks for the weed grinder. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, that little Death Star ball you got me is a weed grinder. She's like, it is for herbs and spices. And she's like, oh wait the herbs and i was like yeah <laughs> the, the way you your friend described it like imagine if someone was that like nonchalant about like explaining something with heroin like, oh my oh, god yeah, you just put it in you his just... needle <laughs> put it around his arm bam, just... there you go bam there right. you go like when You're i good to go like, it's just like what what she was like so, that's the thing Liv was so nonchalant about like i toss it to her she looked at it she opens it and she's just like oh yeah it's a weed grinder i'm like well, <laughs> I just learned something today. Well, there's that. There's that. Next I... time you have a question about some sort of drug paraphernalia, just, uh, <laughs> feel free to give me a call. <laughs> I know. I'll just, I'll just send pictures and be like, "Hey, Rufus, what is this?" You know what's screwed? I'm just gonna put it in the group chat. On, on occasion. So, Actually, I'm gonna when I think about it after podcast, I'm gonna send a picture of the little Death Star ball that I did not know what it was to you guys, and all of you will probably be like, "Oh, it's so obvious," and I'm like, "Not to me. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I learned something today." Oh, you know, she was like, "I'm just done buying stuff for people because I don't know apparently what I'm getting them anymore." <laughs> I was like, "You trying to tell me something?" Like. Like, yo, you need to chill need out. To I know, that's what I said. I was like, yo, you trying to tell me to smoke weed and chill the fuck out? I'm just... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, I could see where it depends. Like, because if it's if it's not open, then I could be confused like you and be like, what is this? And But when I open it, it's like, oh, okay, it's a weed grinder. I still didn't know. Like, I had never seen it before because my roommates, they were all ghetto. So, oh, so they picking that stuff. Yeah. So that's all I knew, and I just sit there and, and watch. <laughs> I watch them roll it up, and then have at it. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's the way of and life. You're like, you're like sitting on the couch watching like the, like the grinder, guinea pig. Yeah. The and grinder is like more for like weed snobs. You know how like you know how you have like beer snobs that are like oh, I just had this delicious IPA. And you know, oh yeah. It's a beer. Just call it a beer. Yeah. It's a motherfucking beer, and you drink your beer. You know. Yeah. And like, but you know, like grinders and like then like they'll also tell you about all the different like strands of marijuana and their citrus oh, yeah. and whatever the fuck else. The hootawatakas. <laughs> nah, there's a little bit of difference. There's a big I, difference. Oh, I, I'm well aware of this, but it gets you fucking high. It, yeah, you know? the end result for the most part is the same, unless I guess you're a veteran and you can literally, I guess, taste the difference. Like, one might get you higher faster than the other. I don't know. All I know is I have a grinder that serves very little purpose for me, but it's nice to look at. <laughs> She was like, you could put pepper or something. I'm like, lady, no, that's no. It's <laughs> like, there's no cooking with that. Like, could you imagine if I was in the kitchen cooking with that? And like, one of you guys were here and you're like, you come in and they're like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just grinding up some pepper. Are you making fresh ground pepper? pepper? Is, is, that, is this like a special? Like, no. Why would you ask me that? Because you're 
<laughs> grinding away over there with the weed grinder. Special yeah. Have them have them special uh, brownies. Show you how to make wax. Oh my gosh. See now I gotta be very careful of like gifts I get for people. Every time I get a gift from somebody now, I'm just gonna send it into the group chat and be like, guys. They said it's this. I need confirmation. What is this? Yeah, what is this? I'll probably be like a smart ass and be like, I concur. I concur. <laughs> like, I just got a needle, guys. I don't feel it's safe. No, it's totally safe. Just stick it in your arm. <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. You're good. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, God. That's cold medicine. He'll be good. He'll be great. He'll be fine. That's your flu shot right there. You know, they sent them to your house now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are we are terrible. We are very, very terrible. Uh, but as always, the the uh, ending of our show has arrived. This one actually felt really quick. Felt really. Oh my uh, God. We're already done. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been the hour. There's no more video games you want to talk about. I mean, here's the thing: we could talk about the video games all day. I mean, I'm just gonna throw it up there real quick. The Doom 64 remaster is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and uh, Borderlands oh, 3. Oh, Borderlands oh, 3. Oh, so I am gonna be streaming oh, that with the with Burn and Bullet Sponge. So guys, Twitch.tv forward slash Hitachi 266. Oh, hold on, you hold on. Playing on PlayStation, one more. correct? Si, senor. One, one more remaster is coming. Here I am. I'm gonna be Wait. all by myself. What remaster? Aladdin and Lion King from Super Nintendo are getting remastered for Xbox One. Oh my God! No, I'm so scared. <laughs> wow. That's gonna put a whole new generation in tears. Have wow. you ever beaten Lion King? No, Dude, that that's one, that's one of the fucking, fucking impossible game. The, the level more impossible than Battletoads? It's up there with Battletoads, but I think the problem with like, like Lion King is, is that one, it's not broken. It's it's not beatable because it's not you know broken. It's it is a well made Legit hard as fuck. But Good it grief. is hard as shit. Well, the way they coded it, like with I remember watching a video with like the hyenas, like it's almost like impossible to dodge them. It's like you have to be. It, it, it literally like it's it's like within like a half second you have to make a decision and it has to be the right decision no i i mean they're like hey let's make dark souls for seven-year-olds i was just thinking that i was thinking that yeah if you lose you have to start the whole game over it's right, horrible it's an extremely hard platformer and our games are very forgiving nowadays like even dark souls is forgiving because no, there is there is no forgiveness in that game, and I surely hope that they make uh, save states like they, they have for some of their other Sega games on Xbox. They you know, probably dumbed it but, down too to make it passable for, sure. for for us. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know that I want it to be passable. I want it to be an absolute like pain and agony. you want to you want to relive your traumatic childhood experience and cry in the corner. Well, now that I'm in my 30s, I want to think that I like have the coordination to beat it. And if I don't, at uh, least I'll have like something to play for the next three months because hey, this look, game that was made in the mid 90s. Get that stool you know, in the corner set up right now. <laughs> Get your corner stool set up right now. 
not to be an asshole, but I want to see my six and seven year old nieces struggle like I did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> struggle like I did. Hey, Sponge, do you have a, a date for that? Um, I think it said fall last thing I saw. Um, I'll look it up. Of this year? And it just flew under the radar like that? Well, I mean, how long does it take to port a Sega game? True. You know, I mean, you could just, as long, once you get the license for it, which I think the hardest part would be getting past Disney to re-release. So, you know, you're, you're right, because fun fact, one of the, actually, the classic Mario games up into probably, I want to say, Super Nintendo, that entire game is the equivalent of one picture you take on your phone now. That's insane. Yeah. Because, like, so, I know I have, like, the entire Sonic series, uh, all the Banjo-Kazooie games, um, and all that, and I think I downloaded all those in under five minutes. Yeah. These, yeah those games are really small. And some small. other, ran like, random, you know, N64 games and stuff like that that are... Uh, be oh, because I have the whole Rare Replay series. So I have, like, that and, like, Conquer and... Perfect Dark. Perfect exactly. Dark. Oh, man. Yeah, um, so, like, all those were in, like, one big package. I think it was, like, I think it was on sale for, like, 10 bucks on Xbox. And so I was like, yeah, I'll buy it all. And then how much of it have I actually played is, like, less than half. But it's, it's just nice to have, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, so like, if I'm ever, like, bored, I know that I can always just play Banjo and, you know, have a good time. So release date for that Aladdin. It's a, it's a two-pack. It comes in on one disc. It's October 29th. Oh, wow. I'm writing this down right now. Right Can before Halloween. That tells you something. That? Can I get a special edition pre-order? Deluxe edition. Does it come with DLC? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be terrible if it did. <laughs> DLC is a whole nother fucking that, game. That, are they gonna really are they gonna cast some are they gonna cast uh, some Terminator characters and, and and is it gonna have Fortnite skins? This Ooh, is this is this is all critical no, information. I hope that Fortnite gets Aladdin skins. Yo, if <laughs> what, if they start dabbling in the games of the past, I'm I'm done. Uh, Aladdin Aladdin is gonna be doing the fucking floss in the middle of the game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when you go AFK, he's gonna be going. That would be kind of kind of cool, like in the old school games. Like, yeah, it was one of the Sonic games. If you paused for too long, Sonic just jumped off the map. Right, because he would like tap his foot. Yeah. Like looking at you, like Look tapping his foot, like, and he would just kill him. Doing. He would just kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you come back and he's dead. It's like, uh. Man, what does that teach kids? <laughs> I know. I was sitting thinking, like, wow, we really had a messed well, I, up childhood. So probably the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen is in a Lion King bootleg, uh, where when Simba like dies in the game, like, and you go to the continue screen and you let the continue screen like be done, he literally hangs himself. He gets a rope and he hangs himself. Wow. Okay. Well, you just scarred every new kid that just saw the new Lion King. Well, I'm yeah. scarred. <laughs> that's just, that's dramatic. All right. Sorry, kids. King Rufus, <laughs> King, King Rufus dropping Santa nightmare bombs. You guys scarred bullet sponge. Huh. But yeah, we are going to wrap the things up 
for the uh, for this week. Actually, that's a that's a good one for you know for having taken taken a week week off. Uh, I do want to announce before I sign off here. The guys and I have all agreed we are going to actually launch a patron-only exclusive podcast because uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that we talk about and cover, and then some of the stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. We don't want anyone getting butt hurt. <laughs> so we will be launching a Patreon exclusive podcast. I haven't thought of a title yet for it, but. If you guys want to check that out, go to patreon.com forward slash Itachi266, sign up, and then you guys will get instant access to that podcast, plus this podcast, plus a whole slew of other rewards I actually have changed and added to the reward tier. So guys, make sure you go and check it out. There's a lot of awesome stuff on there. Also, make sure you check out my live streams, twitch.tv forward slash Itachi266. Also, go check out Fat Baker. Yep, gotta yep. go check him out. P H A T. Oh, you go, yeah. P H A T underscore Baker. Yeah, so make sure you go show him some love. And coming up, I'm gonna keep saying it until he's until he's officially on screen. This way he can't back out. Bullet Sponge is gonna be I'm joining the streaming family. Bikini streams for Bullet Sponge. Bikini streams Hell for Bullet yeah. Sponge. Hell yeah, let me drop about five pounds. <laughs> no, no, no. Gain five. Like I told you earlier. Oh wait, wait, wait! We can't have spoilers. We can't. We can't have spoilers. I'm sorry, burn, I'm sorry. burn Go wasn't. To the Patreon, and you can hear. Yeah. That whole conversation. That whole conversation. That whole yeah, wonderful, juicy conversation. The then get it, motherfucker. You better get it. <laughs> that way you can hear that wonderful, juicy conversation. Yes, it was all good. But that is it for us, guys. Check us out. Love you guys. Stay safe out there. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Later. Peace. What's up, everyone? Itachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so... Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Itachi2661 and Instagram at Itachi266TTV. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at patreon.com slash Itachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.